Hey everybody, it's Megan and Rachel. Welcome back to It's Juxta Word. Good morning. Good morning. Happy February 1st. I guess when they hear this, it'll be like mid-February. Can you believe it's February? Yeah, I feel like January was the longest, shortest month. Kind of like, you know, when you have a short week, but it's all, it ends up always being like the longest week. That was January. But it feels good to start fresh, new month, kind of new little monthly goals. Um, I feel like I did really good with my personal goals for January. And so we're just moving right along. I read somewhere that you should really start like spring is the time to do like your fresh starts and your resolutions and everything that, you know, in the winter, it's really more of a reflection time. And then you should actually start resolutions and everything in the spring. Yeah. I, I, I can definitely see that. And I can definitely agree with that. January should still be that time of rest and replenish and as you get closer to spring, that's when you do spring clean out. So with spring clean out and doing all of that, I think shadow work is where that fits in. I feel like now is a good time before you start doing like the changes you want to make and resolutions and everything that shadow work is important. Yeah. So I will say this. I have never heard of that term until you and I had talked about it. But the more I researched it and I spoke about it with my therapist, I was like, oh yeah, we definitely do that. But people don't know what that is. So I think as a listener, have you heard of shadow work? And if you have, what is it to you? What does it mean? And I think we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I just learned about it a couple of years ago. Uh, shadow work is an interesting concept because it's about taking those, I wouldn't say necessarily negative aspects of yourself, but the, the parts that you've rejected, the parts of yourself, or maybe you try to pretend they're not there or whatever it is, your shadow and seeing that, bringing it to light and reincorporating it as part of you, recognizing that it's there and giving it that piece of you too. And I think I love that it's called shadow because that's kind of how it is. Like if you're casting a shadow, if something is casting a shadow, it's something behind you. It's a dark area. You can't see any of the details. You know, it's just kind of this eerie spot. But the other thing I like most about shadows, like physical shadows, is that you have to have light to create, to cast a shadow. Yes. That's what I was going to say. it's, it goes back to, you know, the different types of opposites, like without, with, you can't have the dark without the light and vice versa. You know, you can't have night without the day. And there's a type of cycle to that. There's um, a balance to that. There's a, the opposites to that. You cannot feel immense joy without also having immense grief. Right. It's, um, yeah. That's what we talked about with this last episode with, um, disappointment. You Mm -hmm. can't really have disappointment without enthusiasm or vice versa. Right. Yeah. I was looking up 
what does it mean to do shadow work? And one of the definitions that I found, it says it involves getting in touch with the parts of yourself that you've repressed. Mm -hmm. Many might refer to this as their dark side. Shadow work involves diving into the unconscious material that shapes our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Yep. So it's a lot of like it, shadow work might be looking at, uh, there's different ways to do it. You can look at things that you don't like about other people and figuring out why you don't like that and what that says about you. It can be digging back into past trauma. It can be digging into your reactions to things and figuring out why do I react a certain way? Why is this a trigger? Where is that coming from? Things you dislike. It may not be a person or a quality of a person, but just things in general. Why don't I like them? And kind of doing that self-discovery of mining the shadows is what it is. You're mining the shadows. You're figuring out why those pieces are there so that you can paint a more whole picture of you and understand all of it. You can't just like, it's the dark and the light. Like you were saying, you can't just pretend everything is light all the time. And that this dark spot doesn't exist because you are not whole without that dark side as well. Yeah. And I think you said, um, Oh, you, you said something like self-discovery. It, it takes that self-awareness because in order to dig deeper onto why this person, situation, event, day, you know, whatever has happened, it's, it's having, why did that trigger you? And it's digging deeper into, um, you have to have that self-awareness and say, what was it about that situation that triggered me? And why is it triggering me and digging deeper? And that's, that's part of the stuff. That's part of the stuff that you're repressing, right? It's like, oh, I got really upset <clears throat> at this event, but I'm going to sweep it under the rug and ignore it. And eventually down the road, something similar is going to happen. I'm going to get really upset again, but I'm going to ignore it and sweep it under the rug. And like, you can't, that is ignoring the things that you're trying to suppress and or reject, you know, like I don't want to have to sit and look in the mirror and figure out why. And I think so much about the shadow work is it's, it's looking deep inside yourself, that's that self-awareness. And then it's saying, how can we move forward so you don't experience that again? So what boundaries are you having to put in place to um, practice so you're not ignoring things that have bothered you. You're going to change these unhealthy patterns, um, things like that. Or even just being aware that they're there. Like there's just yeah. some, some traumas that we've gone through or personality things that just, it's just who we are. And you, we can try to change some stuff, like the stuff that we want to do better at and whatever. But there's, I think there's some stuff that is just that's just part of us that we have to accept and say, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm this way and that's okay. And I think yeah, for that, sure. that's one of the gifts that comes out of shadow work is to, to just at least like be able to see the full picture and say, I like, I like this. I don't like this, this, I need to make changes here. This isn't that big of a deal. Maybe you thought something was a really big deal, part of your shadow. And you're realizing later that that's not a big deal as you've mm -hmm. grown and matured and have different life experiences. So you can bring that back out because it's, it doesn't need to be in the shadows. 
I will say that for those that are like me and like, oh, this sounds great. I'm going to go do all this work. Um, (laughs) It's so much harder than you think. Diving into shadow work will change some things. So like have a conversation with your significant other or your family or your roommate or whoever you're with and let someone know that you're going to be doing this work because you're not going to act the same for a little while because like going and going into deep stuff that you have shunned these parts of you and pulling those up, it changes things that you might go into depression or you may look like you're in depression. You're really just in like this really deep processing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but people are going to notice if you're really doing it. And if you've got some time that you can like set aside, like if you're on vacation or like, a, you know, a retreat or something, do it then. Cause it's, it's hard. It's hard to function when you're pulling some of this up. I read somewhere that by doing shadow work, you're making steps closer to enlightenment. Here's a quote that says, knowing your own darkness is the best method for dealing with the darkness of other people, the darknesses of other people, because the more that you can understand and be aware of yourself and your triggers, the more understanding and aware you can be of others as well. Absolutely, yeah. And you so work I think that self-forgiveness and then yeah. forgiveness of others. Mm-hmm. I would but also then, say it's, you have to have a lot of grace with yourself because like once you're aware of some of the stuff you do and the triggers and then you, it still happens because it's habit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really easy to, to start being hard on yourself and be like, gosh, I know that this does this, or I know that I do this. Why am I like this? Or why did I let this happen? Or, uh, why did I do this again? It makes yeah. it really hard. No, I think that's where that, like our whole practice episode comes into play and you just, you have to give yourself grace and time and effort to practice those things, practice recognizing what triggers you, practice recognizing the things that you're addicted to, practice recognizing, I left this situation, I feel drained. Why? Why do I feel drained? What can I do differently? How am I going to treat that event differently in the future. So I come back feeling refreshed just because you leave an event drained. Doesn't mean you should just shut those people out of your life. Right. It just means maybe you just need to do something a little different, but sometimes it does mean you need to shut those people out of your life. And that's really hard. It's really hard, but I think that's where the the deep exploration comes in and you have to ask yourself those questions. What exactly triggered me at that event that drained me? You know, can I make sure that I position myself X, Y, Z? Do I make sure I limit certain discussions? You know, things like that. What are you going to do that you can leave still feeling loved and fulfilled and not drained? But like you said, there are, there are some people, events, places that just maybe we realize are not for us and that's okay. And it's okay to let that go. And it may hurt and it may be hard and you may grieve it. And that's okay too. We just have to, that's part of that self-exploration and diving deep into that. I think, I mean, you brought up a great point that makes me realize ownership of our life 
and our feelings and everything is like the ultimate freedom, but it's also the ultimate responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that's why we don't like, we kind of like to let life just happen to us. Mm -hmm. We're not as free then, but the responsibility of owning all of those decisions and the consequences that go with them and people's feelings and, you know, feeling like they were part of that. I think that's the hardest part of doing shadow work. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. no better, do better. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you, you do this work and you dig in, you're going to start knowing better. The hard part is then the doing better, changing Mm -hmm. those habits and your situation and making those little incremental life changes based on the work you did is really, really hard. My dad would always say, leaving for school, learn something today. I'd be like, gosh, gosh, darn it. He'd use other words. Mm-hmm. Gosh, darn it. Learn something today. We'd be in high school and God, learn something. It really has embedded in me how important it is to say whatever event or situation has happened I typically would say, why me? Why, why me? This this always happens to me. That's not the truth. It happens to everybody and everybody. Life's not easy. Like, just like, it's just never going to be. That's not productive, right? Say, why me? That's not productive. It's not going to fix the situation. not going to solve it. And so I've really leaned into in my adulthood and especially now going through all the therapy I've been through. It's just like, what did I learn? what did I learn here? What did I notice? What did I observe? Did I observe something in other people or did I observe something in myself? And it's even like, you know, it's a discussion that my husband and I will have very frequently where it's, I would come home, I'll come home with a story. Do you know what I learned? (laughs) Did you know what I noticed? Did you know what dot, dot, dot. And, you know, when we would talk about that. And so I learned that this doctor's appointment that maybe this isn't the right doctor for me because he doesn't know how to talk to me. You know, it's like something as silly as that, because it's not like, why was that doctor so mean to me or so abrasive? You know, I'm a blue on the color scale. So I'm really emotional. He should, he should know that he should have better bedside. Well, he doesn't doesn't know that's just him, but you know what I learned? I learned that that doctor was not for me. You know, that is important to you that how that treat you, this, this aspect of whatever is important to you. Yeah, but I think it's just coming out of anything. What did I learn? I learned that when I went to this event, I took on too much responsibility and I should, when people asked how they could help, I should have took them up on that. Asking yourself, what did I learn instead of why me or this day sucked and blah, blah, blah. And don't get me wrong. I've had a day two weeks ago, my, I had to cancel with my photographer. It was a very exciting day. I really looked forward to it. And y'all, I cried the whole day. I did. I sat there and I asked myself, why me? That was one of those situations that it's not that person's fault. It's not my fault. It was, it just, it happened. It's just part of shit happens and things are not always going to go to plan, but what can I learn from that? And how can I be better what, what can I do next time to make sure I don't hit, I don't know. How can I hit that low? I don't know. What can I do better next time? I love uh, Eckhart Tolle. He's like a modern philosopher. He talks about that, like that, that woe is me and everything is actually your ego side mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is talking. And so I think 
telling myself that helping separate those and saying, that's not who I am. That's the ego. And I'm not going to be that ego really helps me. I love that. He gave that language. And I, that's actually where my book came from was that language of that's not me. I'm this person. I'm like the core of me. That's the ego talking. Um, And that's kind of like with shadow work, it's kind of the same thing, but you're doing the opposite. You're saying, why did I shun these parts of me? And how, how can I reincorporate some of this and learn, like you were saying, learn from these things rather than just pushing them away. Mm -hmm. I think we learn a lot from our thoughts about other people. Mm -hmm. We all, we are all judgmental of some, Mm -hmm. some things. Um, even if you say you're not judgmental, you're, you're judgmental about something. There's something that bothers you. And so like understanding why you are judgmental about that thing, why that thing bothers you is like the best place to start with shadow work and understanding that that thing that you don't like is part of you somehow. Oh, I know. It is just so crazy that you were just saying that because I, I was looking up at different, like, oh, different ways to do shadow work. Notice when you judge, criticize or blame and pause. What in yourself are you avoiding by focusing externally? Oh, that's ex- holy cow. That's exactly what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we've spoke about this before, but I feel like, and maybe people look, people who know, you know, know me in my past will agree, but like, I used to be a very judgmental person. And now I'm just trying to come from a place of grace and understanding. And that even if somebody's mean to me, I'm like, you know what, their life must be really hard and they're taking it out on me and no, it's not fair but I'm going to give them grace because I feel like they're going through something hard and they need it more than I do, you know? And it's like just trying to shift, shift the way we think and deal with people. And, and I've, I've tried practicing a lot of that. Doesn't, doesn't mean I don't judge. I have my moments. Oh, we all do. But I think that's, that's the key of what you just said is you're judging, but then noticing you're judging and then saying, why am I judging? Or, how can I just accept the situation for what it is? Mm-hmm. But we're human. We're all going to judge. Like that's mm-hmm. just how it is. That's how our brains are wired. You see something different than you and you're trying to figure out how you compare because that's, that's like the animal nature of us. It was like figuring out where we belong, finding our place of who we are. And so it's like judging is natural. It's just how we act on those or how we internalize those judgments <laughs> And make it like, what does that say about us? It's not just like spewing hate and everything. Judging is normal. So it's, what do you do with that judgment? Yeah, I found really good journal prompts. And I'm going to have to share this on our uh, Facebook. Once we get this up, I'll make sure to get a little clip and post it. But another type of, um, it could be a journal prompt or just something that you think about. It says, when you feel jealousy, anger, or self-pity, pause and ask what core belief is underneath this feeling. And here's another one where we, we just talked about taking responsibility, practice radical responsibility for your emotions and reactions rather than blaming others. Holy moly. That is so good. It's really hard. It's, it's really hard, hard, but so good. I've been working through one of those just 
like every day with, um, there's something about mornings. We've talked about this. There's something about mornings that trigger me, like the not eating the breakfast and having to nag about stuff. I have a different excuse every time. And Jen called me out. She called me out today and said, Mm -hmm. you need to regulate your, your emotions Mm -hmm. right now. All right. What's triggering me. So I'm like trying to dig and say, what's triggering me. But I can't figure it out there. I've trained, I have done all these different changes, but there is something that I need to do in my shadow work about mornings so that I can better regulate my reactions. I appreciate her calling me out and saying, mm-hmm. you're, you need to regulate your reactions because then it brought to my attention again of like, whoa, I'm habit maybe of ramping up. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to have that spouse to be able to say, Hey, whoa, you know what? you may be in this moment overreacting, let's dig deeper or like, you know, take a step back, but it's having that reminder because when we're in those positions, we don't always see so clearly and, you know, we're, but I'm going to say, do you think it could be because you have to get up like at the crack of dawn and you're just so tired? Cause that would like, that would be mine. I, I have very little patience when I don't get my sleep. So if I have to get up at like the hours you're getting up, I would also just be, we're done. Everybody go back to bed. Like <laughs> figure out what it is. I'm a morning person. So I actually am, I'm cheerful in the morning. I even like yeah. with waking them up, I'm in a great mood. Good morning. I'm going to give hugs and we cuddle. And it's, it's something about food. Yeah. I don't know what, what it is, but I can't it, get them to eat. And that's frustrating for me. So is it, would it be, I'm just going to bounce off ideas, but like, would it be some people just don't eat in the morning. I don't know so what it, it is. Would it be I mean, okay? Maybe, maybe my anxiety that they're going to be hungry. Yeah, that's or... what I'm wondering. Like, is it? It's okay to let go and say, just have your yogurt pouch and you're good. I don't you know, because that could be enough for them. Could be. It's something you know? about food. Yeah, that's where I have to dig a little bit further because, like, I've been paying attention. I've, I've told you we've talked about on the podcast before about like the different changes I do to like slow our mornings and stretch mm-hmm. them out and add these transitions. And because it yeah. feels like a lot of rushed, I feel very rushed oh, yeah. and anxious about it. Yeah, and I can't like yeah. If there's something, I've narrowed it down to it's when they're eating, and I I do it too at dinner because they just they get so distracted. I think part of the problem is we don't have like a dining table to sit at. We sit at like this coffee play table on the floor and they get up and they just move. And so there's something for me about meal time that I've got to figure out. It's not their problem. They're fine. You know, it's my problem. I'm the one with the anxious energy about it. I'm the one getting all worked up. They don't care. So is I've got the, to figure is it out. Them moving around. I don't know. Cause in the morning, half the time I'm frustrated with them. They're not like they're moving, but it's really, they'll just sit there and like talk yeah. and their food, like nothing's been eaten. <laughs> Are you, not, yeah. like, put food, you have to put, and they'll just look at me with like this blank stare. I'm like, you have to put the food in your mouth for yeah. it to go into your stomach. You have to eat yeah. it. And I just get, I get so irritated, irritated yeah. about meals. Well, I'll, I'll feel like the mean mom because I'm the one that's all right, gotta eat. Okay. You gotta eat. And then they've had nothing. And I'm like, breakfast is over. Ding, ding. The timer goes off. I'm like, too bad. It's going in the trash. And I'm like, you're going to experience that for two days and you're never going to do that again, but I'm going to feel 
absolutely terrible for the whole day that I was just like threw their whole waffle away and they're crying going downstairs. And I'm like, you know what? You're going to learn a really valuable lesson right now. Today's the day you're going to learn it. And then you feel, you know, you have the complete mom guilt for the rest of the day. But I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow you'll eat your, you'll eat your waffle. And you know, that doesn't mean that's the right way to handle the situation, but I just got to figure out that's my current shadow work that I'm working through is what is it about food that is such a trigger for me with my kids? You know, I wonder if, because they were like preemies and you're just need to make sure that they are fed, you know, and that, and maybe there's something from years ago that you're, yeah, I don't know. It could be, yeah, it could be something from their early childhood. It could be something from my childhood at Mm -hmm. something at that same age. It could be something for me now with food. It could be a control thing that Mm -hmm. that's where I feel like I don't have control. I don't know. Like I, I can't figure out what it is. So that's the one I'm diving deep into currently because it's the biggest reaction out of me. Yeah. Food. Well, I think the most important thing and uh, praise to give you is that, you know, you're working on it and that's huge. And you're trying to figure that out. You're not just living in that type of anxious anger energy. And you're, you're, you are trying to solve that. And that's important. A lot of people would just ignore it and live in that every day. Oh no, it it causes too many problems. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm traumatizing my kids. Yeah, definitely. Take it out. Like, again. For it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off in the morning, doing you know lunches and making sure they get dressed and fixing their hair and doing their breakfast. And Jen's like, just chilling on the chair, watching and talking to them. And yeah. so it, it causes marital issues for me going like, why aren't you helping? You need yeah. to help me, but yeah. it's not, it's not the helping. That's just my, that's my reaction. I know yeah, it has right, something right. to do with food because of this looking into it, but I take it out on all of them. (laughs) So I've got to figure it out. Doing that shadow work earlier on will help you in the whole foreseeable future, you know? Oh yeah. I've already made big changes because of shadow work. And it's hard to describe to people, like what I was talking about earlier about like how you just, you're going to be different for a while. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yes, I'm sad, or I'm like, I, there's, it's hard to describe like the emotions you're going through because like, I'm not depressed. I'm just like doing this hard stuff and I'm feeling good about it. So it's not depression. Like mm-hmm. I'm, it's hard, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting both. I'm getting all of these emotions. It's hard to describe to people what you're going through. I think when I, when I imagine what you're describing, I imagine it as like, just like deep contemplation. Yeah. You're just, you're in a space of thinking and understanding and that is happy and sad at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just deeper. And so I don't like the, the shallower parts of a day or the shallower conversations and stuff are hard because I've been doing deep stuff. Yes. I feel the same way. I yeah. pull away from the more shallow stuff and engagement and everything because yeah. I want to talk. I'm in the deep zone. So it's, I want to talk other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've totally, I totally, I feel that. I feel like I need to go do my shadow journal now. Yeah. Right. Let's go figure out this food issue. Well, do we want to leave our listeners with um, activity, a thought, a prompt? Yeah. I feel like we already gave some really good journal 
topics. That's kind mm-hmm. of what shadow work is, is journaling, writing. Writing is a huge tool for shadow work because mm-hmm. you're getting it out of your head and putting it on paper so you can process later. I don't really have a dis- challenge other than that to just maybe get a new notebook. That's just your shadow work notebook. I find it helpful to keep it separate, make it private. I mean, journals should be private anyway, but this is your dark side. So make sure it's private and kept somewhere where you're not concerned about someone rummaging through it, but get a different note, a new notebook, find a good place to hide it, get a nice new pen and start working through some of those journal topics. Yeah. Mine is going to be, think of your most recent event or situation that triggered you and try to ask yourself, what was it that triggered you and why? Sounds good. All right. Yay for February. I know. I'm so excited. Fresh start month. I like February. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See you later. Thank you.